There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Come on in, everybody. Come on in. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Come on in, everybody. It's Tuesday night. Let's get this message preview in for Wednesday Night Live Bible Study. I give you a message preview. I've been doing it for a while. I'm going to do it today. Give you a message preview of where we are going tomorrow. This is the preview. And if, if anybody knows anything about the movies, one of the most exciting parts about the movies is the previews, or are rather the previews, where you get to see what's coming. It gets you excited about what's coming. That's why I call this the message preview. I want to get you excited and fired up about what's coming. Come on in. Speak to me as you come in. Let me know where you're watching from. Aurora, I, get, I see you. Wheat Ridge, good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Raleigh, North Carolina, good to see you. Come on. Somebody already said, I'm expecting. Let's go. Omaha, Nebraska, good to see you. Come on in, everybody. Everybody. Tampa, Florida, good to see you. All right, come on in, guys. Let me know where you are watching from. Amen. Glendale, ATL, ATL, let's go. Houston, Texas. Somebody says, do you do cardio every day? No, I don't. Wednesdays and Sundays are my non-workout days. New Orleans, good to see you. Columbus, Georgia. Decatur, Georgia, that's ATL. Radcliffe, Kentucky. Philadelphia, Denver. Aurora, good to see you. Come on in, whatever platform you're watching on. I got Facebook on here. We got all our other platforms. Typically, we only have the message previews on the Bishop Forum and TikTok and IG, but we added all of these other ones. We do it at nine o'clock on Tuesday nights. I've been doing it for a while. We're gonna switch it up here soon, and uh, but I wanted to continue to do that as um, as long as we could. Inglewood, Colorado, good to see you. Denver, good to see you. Indiana, let's go, let's go, let's go. So listen, guys, uh, we just finished this series of Harvest Church. I want to encourage you, if you don't have our app, get our app. Best way to stay connected, text the word HARVEST to 877-552-4746. That's the absolute best way uh, to stay connected. All right, so this is being buff. Listen, it's too hot. It's summertime. I'm fresh from a workout, but it is summertime. It is too hot uh, to be in here with a uh, suit and tie Come on here. All right, it's too hot for jeans. It's just hot. What's the temperature? It's just it's hot. It's just hot. All right, listen, hey, Palm Springs, California. Um, and so, yes, I do this, Sharon, you asked. you one of the reasons I, I, I bring these other platforms on, right? So we just finished this series at Harvest Church um, called uh, Summer Songs, where we took songs each week, we extracted spiritual principles for them. We, I showed you and I taught you how one cookout, and I use the theme of a summer cookout, one cookout changed the life of a man named Saul forever. And I've been teaching you how God will use one weird, unexpected situation to change your life for the better forever. I just need you to put a one on the screen. God is going to use something that is weird and unexpected. Saul is literally on the search for his father's donkeys. His father had donkeys and donkeys in the Hebrew culture, they were like luxury automobiles and his father had many of them and they were lost. Literally, somebody had to be trifling and not be on their assignment and their post 
so that the donkeys had escaped, which means, watch me, sometimes God is going to use somebody else's negligence in order to set you up for victory. He's going to use somebody else's error in order to help you evolve. He's going to use somebody else's mess up in order to take you up. So literally, he and one of the servants go on a journey, and the journey they go on are to find his father kiss donkeys. They go four different places, and when they get to the fifth place, the fifth place is called Zuff, and Zuff is where the man of God, Samuel, lives. Samuel was one of the leading prophets of the day. Samuel had something called the school of the prophets, where literally he would train, he would de develop, he would impart, and he would build people, uh, and he taught them skills. Now, let me just go here for my Bible students. This is very different than Elijah. Elijah had the sons of the prophets, all right? So Samuel was teaching skill. Elijah was building sons, two different assignments, all right? Um, that's a whole nother message for a whole nother day. See, a skill teaches you how to do something, but when you raise a son, watch me, it teaches them who they are. And when you know who you are, it changes what you do, all right? Side note, let's get back to our regularly scheduled message preview. Let's go, everybody. So what do we have? Shalom, good to see you all. Shalom. So here we go. Um, they get to Samuel and literally when they get to the fifth place, Saul is ready to give up. And right when he's ready to give up, this is when a divine idea comes. And for some of you, watch me, God has to get you to the end of you so that he can begin. Where you end, God begins. See, you got to do everything you can do. But then once you do everything you can do, God's going to do what you cannot do. And the servant comes up with an amazing idea. The servant says, wait a minute, I have an idea. He says, I heard there's a man of God in this city. Let us go to him and he will tell us where the donkeys are. Saul was like, I'm ready to go home, but let's try it. And for many of you, watch me, you got to make sure that you never get to a place um, to where you're not willing to try again. Come on. I pray that your hope be restored. Romans 5 says that hope does not disappoint. I pray that your hope be restored so that you are not unwilling to try again. Well, Bishop, what happens if I fail? You can try again. Bishop, what happens if it doesn't go the way that I want it to go? You can try again. Bishop, what happens if it doesn't manifest the way I want it to manifest? You can try again. Saul was like, let's try it, all right? We haven't found the donkeys, let's try it. I pray some of you tonight, you get your try back. Even in the month of August, I pray you get your tribe back. Come on, whatever platform you're on, type a T-R-Y on the screen. Try. I need you to try, right? Let's go. So um, they get to Samuel. And Samuel, they, Saul thinks he's literally, he literally thinks he's about to ask Samuel about these donkeys. And watch what Samuel says. Samuel says, listen, don't worry about the donkeys. He says, the donkeys that were lost three days ago, they have been found. In other words, the donkeys had to be lost so that you would leave. The donkeys had to be lost so that you would go on this journey. You never would have gone on this journey had the donkeys not been lost. And I need everybody to hear me. There are certain things that won't make sense until you're at the end of it. Do not be frustrated in it. You, I need you to survive to the end of it. Because when you get to the end of it, you're going to see why you couldn't date that person, why you couldn't marry that person, why you couldn't get that job, why you couldn't go to that friendship, why you couldn't get that particular opportunity. You're going to discover why it had to be that way. Literally, when they get to the end of it, he discovers why. All right? 
those donkeys had to be lost so that he would get to Samuel. He never would have met Samuel had he had those donkeys not been lost. Some of you, watch me, you would not know God unless somebody had did you dirty. You would not praise the way you do unless you had been under some pressure. You would not worship the way you do unless you had been through some situations that caused you to worry. I need you on whatever platform that you are on tonight. Just say, thank you, Lord. Why? Because I maybe did not understand it in it, but I will certainly understand it by the time I get to the end of it. I will understand. I will understand. I will understand. All right. So what happens next? Saul says, you're going to be the next king. And not just the next king, you're going to be the first king of Israel. And Saul begins to say, why are you talking to me like this? Saul was insecure because he came from a tribe called Benjamin. Benjamin was the smallest tribe of the 12 tribes of Israel. Benjamin was also literally, it translates into ravenous wolves. In other words, he was around people that had a crab in the bucket mentality. So it was around people that were constantly trying to pull one another down. They're ravenous, which means they will turn on one another. And this is the environment that he comes from. And so what happens, you all? So Saul, <clears throat> Saul says, why are you talking to me like this? In other words, his insecurities begin to show because he's hearing good news, but he does not think that he deserves good news. I need everybody to hear me. I need you to be prepared to hear something good that you do not deserve. I need you to be prepared to hear something good that is beyond what you deserve. That's what makes it God. What makes it God is that it's beyond something that you deserve. What makes it God is that you're literally saying to yourself, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening for me? It is because it's God. That is God. You literally are going to be given something like, why are you doing this for me? It's God. Why are you opening this door for me? It's God. Why are you trusting me with this? It's God. Saul literally is like, why are you trusting me with this? This does not make any sense, but it was God. It didn't make sense, but it was God. What happens, message preview? Guys, if you just come in here, make sure you click the share button, whatever platform that you are on. Come on, IG. What's going on with these IG numbers? Normally, IG is popping. What's going on? Let's go. So literally, what ends up happening? The next day, um, Saul is brought before the people and Samuel wants to anoint him uh, in front of the people and uh, uh, coronate him. He had already been anointed, but he wanted to coronate him king and give him the crown. Um, and then he wanted to teach the people how now they never had a king. So how do we honor this king? How do we how do we, how does this king thing work? And I said this to many of you, be prepared for your life to change very quickly. Be prepared for everything to change and everything to change very quickly. Be prepared for it to be one thing on one day and then a totally different thing another day. Be prepared for quick, fast, sudden change. His whole life changed within the matter of 72 hours. 72 hours prior, he was looking for his father. His father's donkeys had been lost. He's dispatched to find them. 72 hours later, he's told he's going to be king. 96 hours later, he is the first king of Israel. Look at me. No training on how to be a king. 
Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. He didn't go to King's school. And for some of you, watch me, I rebuke you thinking that you're not ready. I need you to type this on the screen. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. See, if you constantly speak that, everything in your life is gonna come into alignment with that. I am ready, I am ready. Come on, I need you to put that on the screen. I am ready, I am ready. I am ready, I am ready, I am ready. So what happens next? What happens next is amazing, why? Because he literally hides amongst the baggage. He literally, when it's time for him to be coronated, he is missing from his own celebration. And I pray that you do not let, listen to me, do not let grief make you miss your own celebration. Do not let things, watch me, that did not go right make you miss your own celebration. This is your coronation, Saul, and you are missing from your own coronation. I pray that you would not let grief make you miss the good that's happening in your life. Don't let grieving over old friends make you miss the good ones you got. Don't let grieving over old people make you miss the good people you got. I pray you would not be missing from your own celebration because you're in your head, because you're in your feelings, because you're in negativity. No, no, go on. I need you to speak this over your life. I won't be missing. I won't be missing. I will not be missing. Who's missing? So literally Samuel prays and says, Lord, where is Saul? And the Lord's like, here you go. And for many of you, you've been on the run. You've been on the run. What do you mean, Bishop? Is that there are things you've been avoiding, things you have been trying not to do, even as it relates to your serving, even as it relates to the call that's on your life, even for some of you as it relates to Bible college. And what I'm saying right now is your confirmation. Because literally, you being on the run, literally, God has to call you out. He has to call you out. He has to call you out. He says, here he is. They coronate him. He becomes king. What happens next? There are some people that the Bible calls scoundrels, scallywags, skeezers, suckers. And what happens? They don't like that he's king. Now, this is crazy. They don't know him, but they don't like him. Here's how you know you're called by God. Is that people that do not like you, uh, uh, they do not know you. And people that do not know you, they have a problem with you. Wave at me right now. If you have some people that have a problem with you and you don't even know them, you don't know their name, you don't even know who they are, and they have an issue with you. you. You never met them, but they have an issue with you. You never had a conversation with them, but they have an issue with you. That means you are called. For every person where you can wave your hand, it needs to be your next confession in the comments. I know I'm called. I know I'm called. You don't even know me and got a problem with me. I know I'm called. I know I'm called. I know I am called. So what happens next? The Bible says Saul does something. It's one of the best things Saul's ever did. Saul ever did. The Bible says Saul ignores them. Then what happens in the next chapter? 1 Samuel chapter 10. 1 Samuel chapter 11. All through here. What happens? The, the Bible says that there's this king or there's this leader that has occupied part of the territory of Israel. And he literally says to the Israelites, he's going to gouge out one of their eyes. Saul hears this. And when Saul hears this, the Bible says, and the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon Saul. And here's what the Bible says. And he became very angry. And I talked to in that series how sometimes there's emotions you cannot shake. And the reason you cannot shake them is because God wants them to shake you. Talk to me in these comments tonight, y'all. If there's been some emotions in your life that you have not been able to shake, can I tell you the reason why? Is because God wants it to shake you. 
See, because Saul was an insecure man by nature, he was not a very aggressive man by nature. He was a very laid back man by nature. He was tall, he was good looking, the Bible says, but he was not very assertive. He was not very aggressive. He was a laid back, you know, kind of guy, All right? But, but if you got somebody threatening to gouge out your people's eyes, you cannot say, well, you know, oh, well, maybe y'all need to put an eye patch on. Like, that's not gonna work, man. You're gonna have to be aggressive. So what did the Bible say? The Bible says that the Lord made him angry so that he would do what needed to be done. So he would take action. And for some of you, there's emotions you cannot shake because God says, I want you to be mad about it because you ain't going to make moves until you get mad. You're not going to take actions until you get angry. You're not going to say something until it makes you sad. You're not going to do something until there's an emotion you cannot shake. That's why there's some emotions you cannot pray away. It's because God wants it to shake you. There are some issues, y'all laughing at that bitch. There are some issues that you cannot shake because God says, I wanted to shake you. So Saul rises up, he has this great military victory. Then the Lord is like, okay, let's keep this thing on a roll. I want you to pay attention to me. God wants you to get in a winning rhythm. Oh my God, come on, Tuesday night preview. He wants you in a winning rhythm. What does that mean? Saul has one victory. So in the next chapter, God is like, you're doing good. Now let's go get these Amalekites. I want you to kill everybody. Mother, brother, father, son, child, baby, hog, frog, dog, whatever. I want you to take them out. Why? Because I want them to know I remember what they did to my people. See, the reason Saul had to go against the Amalekites, it wasn't just about what they were doing in the modern time, the present time. God, you need to hear me right through here. This is going to make me shout. God keeps good records and he does not forget. See, there are some things, listen to me carefully, where you are like, I've moved on. Yes, so-and-so didn't do me right. Yes, it didn't happen right. I've moved on. I don't care anymore. How many of you, you can wave at me and there's some things in your life where you can say, you know what? Something didn't go down right. Something didn't happen right. I was done dirty, but I moved on. Wave at me. Wave at me. Wait a minute. Can I tell you, you may move on, but the scripture says in Deuteronomy 32, 35, that the Lord, watch me, he doesn't. What do you mean by that, Bishop? The Lord says that vengeance is mine and recompense. Vengeance is when God gets people back for what they did to you. And recompense is when God pays you back for what they did. See, the reason Saul had to take down the Amalekites, you all, was because God wanted to get them back for what they had done before, which means, Saul, this ain't about you. This is about me teaching them. You don't mess with my people. And for some of you, you got to hear me. Your obedience is connected to God getting the glory. Your obedience is connected to something much bigger than you. Come on. I need you to type this on the screen. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than me. Because it's bigger than you. Saul, this thing is bigger than you. And if you don't go get them, they will think that they have the right to get away with treating God's people poorly. If you don't go get them, they will think that I let this, look at me, that I let this kind of thing slide. Oh my God. God, don't let it slide. You may be over it. God says, I'm not. Come on, y'all. You may have moved on. God says, I didn't. God says, I didn't. He says, I'm going to make sure that every individual, it is mine to get vengeance. It is mine to get recompense. Guys, if you haven't shared, I need you to click the share button. You know this teaching is blessing. You should go on and share. Be a blessing. Share it with others. All right. 
I'm giving you a preview, setting you up. I'm recapping our July series, setting you up for tomorrow night as we open this new series. God is like, oh no, I didn't forget. I didn't forget. Matter of fact, in the month of August, we call in vengeance and recompense. Come on here. God, we call in all vengeance that is due against any enemy. We call in all recompense that is due us. We call in Deuteronomy 32, 35. We call it in this month of August, 2022. I need you to talk to me in these comments. I call it in. I call it in. We call in vengeance. We call in recompense this month. Father, get them because you didn't forget. And Father, pay us back. Vengeance and recompense. Every dollar we lost, we call vengeance and recompense. Every ounce of time that we misused, we call in vengeance and recompense. Every ounce of emotion. Oh, God, I heard this. Every ounce of emotional energy that we misspent, we call in vengeance and recompense. Every ounce of caring that we could have cared about something that would have cared back, we call in vengeance and please put that on the screen. We call it in. We call it in immediately, immediately. All right, here we go. We got eight minutes left on this message preview. Let's go. So Saul disobeys God. He does not obey. And when he does not obey, what ends up happening? The Lord uh, confronts him through Samuel. Samuel's like, did you? So when Saul meets him, Saul's like, man, God, I did with the word of the Lord. Samuel was like, oh, really? Oh, you did? He's like, what are these sheep I hear in my ear? And so Saul began to mislead or attempt to mislead Samuel about what happened. And Samuel was like, look, dude, you're lying. Uh, it, then Saul was like, well, it's the people. My soldiers wanted to do this and I let them do it. Because remember, Saul never ever, even though he got the position, even though he got, watch me, the increase. He, watch me. What did he never do? He never healed. He never got healed from his insecurities. So now as a leader, watch me, because the responsibility is on you. God calls you, but it's on you to make sure you heal for what he called you to do. Did you hear me? God calls you, but it's on you to make sure that you're prepared to do what he calls you to do. Saul, you are not healed, sir. You have not dealt with your insecurity, sir. So now you're blaming on your, on, your, on your soldiers. And if the soldiers were out of line, you should have checked them. If the soldiers were disobeying what you said, you should have checked them. But the truth is you were just blaming them. Come on. And I need you to speak this over your life. I won't blame anybody. I won't blame anybody. Come on, y'all. I won't blame anybody. I will not blame anybody. I take responsibility, God. I take ownership. I take responsibility. I take ownership. In these seven minutes, if you haven't clicked share, click share. Do it now. Here's what happens next. The Bible says, as Samuel's walking out, Saul rips part of Samuel's robe. And Samuel says to him, the way you just ripped my robe, he says, the same way God's about to rip the kingdom from you. But here's what's crazy. Saul fire, God fires Saul, but he leaves him on the throne while David is getting ready. Because David would be the second king. And what did I teach you in this series? That for those of you that are connected to Harvest, I'm your Samuel. Saul, watch me, the first part of Saul's life, that represents the first half of this year, you. David represents the second half of this year, you. Because what happens? The Bible says in 1 Samuel 7, uh, 16, the Lord says to some Samuel, how long are you going to grieve over Saul? Seeing I have rejected him from being my king over Israel. Do you know what the Lord says? The Lord says, get up, 
and go anoint a new king. He's in Jesse's house. And Jesse's name in Hebrew means what? Gifts. He says, I'm going to send you to get some gifts. And the gifts are in Jesse's house. What happens? I've walked you through the seven gifts that Jesse got. Go look at the message. How do you get it? Get it on our app. Get it on our website. But then secondly, what happens? There are seven of Jesse's sons. He has eight. There's seven of them that walk before Saul. And each one, or Samuel, and each one, Samuel's like, okay, this looks like the one, this looks like the one, this looks like the one. And none of the seven are, are the king. The oil does not flow. And sometimes you have to be pay attention to what does not flow. Sometimes there's a reason that you don't have a flow with certain people. Y'all better talk to me in these comments. Sometimes there's a reason there isn't a flow with certain people. It's because they are not a fit. They are a counterfeit. He goes through seven of them. And then Samuel asks something crazy and weird. And this is what you're going to do in the second half of this year. You're going to ask a crazy, weird question. Samuel's like, are all your sons here? Now, up front, he asked them and said, bring all of your sons into the house. He asked them a crazy question. And he says, well, there's one more. In other words, there's more. And what did I teach you? Everything that you see isn't everything that's available. I need you to know that there's an eighth option. And eight is the biblical number of a new beginning. There is an option that is not currently seen that is about to manifest for you. Come on. I just need you to drop an eight in the screen, on the screen. And pay attention. What month are you in in the calendar year? Come on, Houston. You are in the eighth month. That is the month of a new beginning. That is the month of, look at me, David. Mm. I'm waiting on y'all to put an eight and a praise on the, in these comments. We got four minutes. Eight is David's number because he's the eighth son of Jesse. This is why, watch me, I love how God aligned the series, aligned them up, because literally David, who they call, who Saul called a boy when he's fighting Goliath, who Saul called a kid when he's getting ready to fight Goliath, it is literally the number of David. This is David's number because he's the eighth son. And for many of you, this is going to be your David month. Mm. This is going to be the month where you are called from the background into the foreground. This is going to be the month where you are called, watch me, where you are literally called from a, into an unexpected meeting that changes your life. This is your, eight is the number of, and your phone's about to ring and your name's about to be brought up and your name's about to be brought up and your email's about to be full. And your social media is about to be. I need you to check them DMs because all of them ain't going to be foolishness. It's going to be a blessing in one of them. You got to hear me. This is your David month. Oh my God, this is good to me. All right? I got three minutes. So what happens? David is anointed to be king. He's anointed to be king. Pay attention. And then the next assignment that he has is to now go play for Saul. The Bible says that a distressing spirit that brought depression and fear came on the Saul. And so David would have to play. And every time David played as a harpist, that distressing spirit would leave Saul. Pay attention. Which means David learned how to shift atmospheres. David learned how to change how he felt. And what did I teach you on Sunday? How you feel and what you feel determine how far, determines how far you go. I'll say it again. What you feel and how you feel determines how far you go. I showed you on Sunday how David looked at the same giant that Saul did 
and, and the men that were with Saul did. David said, we can do this. The men that were with Saul said, oh my God, we can't do this. Do you know why? Because what was what they called David's disadvantage was really his advantage. Bishop, what do you mean? The series we're starting tomorrow is called Let's Be Kids Again. And literally, here's what Saul said to David. David is like, look, don't worry about this Philistine. I'm going to go fight him. I got him. Saul says to him, that's ridiculous, David. You're at a disadvantage. Listen carefully to me, preview. You are at a disadvantage. You are at a disadvantage. Why? Because you are a kid. He has been fighting since he's been a kid. You are a kid. You, he has been fighting since he's been a kid. And David was like, well, what you don't understand is what you think is my disadvantage is really my advantage. Come on here. What you think is not working for my favor is actually the reason I'm going to win. I need everybody to hear me. Everything in your life that you think is a disadvantage is really your advantage. See, David, you're a kid, which means they underestimate you. And some of you, watch me, they underestimate you because you're the new kid on the block. You're the new agent in the office. You're the new person on the team. You're the new person in the city. You're the, you, you're the new church coming to the city. Y'all better talk to me. They underestimate you. But what they do not understand is that what, what they see as your disadvantage is really your advantage. They may say, oh, well, you're black, you're white, you're tall, you're short, you got this hair, you got that hair, you're this, you're that. What people may see as your disadvantage is really your advantage. Because David was like, look, you think I'm not going to win because I'm a kid. Oh, I'm about to win because I'm a kid. Let's be kids again. David said, when I fought the lion, I took him down. The Lord delivered me. When I fought the bear, the Lord delivered me. You know what David says? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine anyhow that dared to defy the armies of the living God? Do you know what David did? David took his disadvantage and made it his advantage. Tomorrow night, we're opening up a new series called Let's Be Kids Again. Jesus said, the only way you're going to receive his kingdom is if you come like a child, like a kid. Well, wait a minute. Jesus said, I don't need you to be childish, but I do want you to be childlike. And for some of you, you ready? We're about to awaken the kid in you. Y'all remember Toys R Us? Who remembers Toys R Us? Wave it, man. I don't think they're, they're not around anymore. Um, who remembers Who remembers Toys R Us? Wave at me. Um, I remember the last significant meet, uh, marketing campaign that Toys R Us had. They said, where, where a kid can be a kid. And for many of you, you are, you are so serious and you are so grown that watch me, that you have lost your childlike faith. That you have lost, you watch me, that you have lost your childlike approach with God. Life has been so much for you that you've grown, grown. And watch me, everywhere else in the Bible, we're commanded to be mature. We're commanded in business, the Bible says, handle business like men, put away childish things. But when it comes to the kingdom, he said, act, I want you to act like a child. I want you to act like a kid. Somebody says, I still got a Toys R Us gift card. Listen, um, not going to be able to use it. So you better see if you can sell it on eBay. Listen, guys, I'm so excited about tomorrow night's message. I really, really, really am. It's going to be amazing. All right. Um, 
That's tomorrow night, seven o'clock mountain, nine o'clock Eastern. We're gonna open it up. We're gonna open up that series of how to be a kid again. Um, kids are adventurous until they're taught to play it safe. Kids are fearless in their, until they're taught to fear. Kids, kids are inquisitive until they're taught to be quiet. Jesus said, I'm gonna need you to be like a kid. Let's be kids again. Oh my God, I'm so excited about this word tomorrow. As I was preparing this message um, yesterday, I, Wednesdays I was preparing yesterday, and as I was preparing Sundays today, the Lord spoke very clearly to me, and it was like, boom. I mean, he always does, but this thing was so good. Um, kids don't know something's wrong until you tell them something's wrong. A kid can hit their head on the table and get up, and, and the only reason they'll start crying is because you'll run over and say, oh! Are you okay? Other than that, a little kid to hit their head on the table, get up and keep going. And for some people, watch me, the attention that you get from complaining and being negative, it's become more appealing than you just getting up, brushing your head off and keep going. A kid, oh my God, listen, we got to move. This is going to be an amazing series. I need you to share this message preview. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern, Wednesday Night Live Bible Study. It's going to be amazing. Y'all know Wednesday Night Lives are live. Um, so uh, it's going to be a powerful experience. Come with expectation. If you're in Denver, you can meet us at the building um, um, there. If you are in anywhere else or if you live anywhere else, join us online. Make sure you get our app. Text Harvest to 877-552-4746. Last two things I want to do. If this message preview blessed you, I want to do the same thing I did last night. What it's, you can sow into it. Whatever you sow, sow an eight. But listen to this seed. Listen very carefully. What you sow tonight, I don't want you to sow it for you. I want you to sow it for somebody else's new beginning. I want you to, when you sow it, put whatever you do, $8, $80, $888, $8,000. You're loaded, $8 million. Um, Whatever you sow, but sow it for somebody else. Just put somebody's initials or their name next to it. And just whoever you're going, whatever you're going to sow tonight, I don't want you to sow it for you. I want you to release a seed for somebody else tonight. All right. How can you sow? Use the ca uh, cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two. PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, GiveUpFi, all of that's available. Hello at HarvestChurch.Church is um, the key email for all of that. All right. Hey, North Carolina, good to see you over here on TikTok. Last thing I want to do is if you're not a Christian and you need to recommit yourself to the Lord tonight, tonight. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, this is your opportunity to come back to the Lord. Number three, be like this. Well, I don't know where things came with God. I'm going to need you to be sure. Wherever you're at, on the count of three, do the hand wave emoji that says me. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Do me a favor. Do the hand wave emoji that says me. One, two, three. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Respond right now. God's coming to get you and he loves you and we love you. You're in a safe place. You do not have to worry about being judged or condemned. Do that hand wave emoji. Say, it's me. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. I'm going to count you down. Five, four, waiting on you. Three, two, waiting on you. Hit the button. Respond. You're like, Bishop, I'm not sure. I need you to be sure. But I think I'm saying, I don't need you to think. That's like, you know, that that's crazy. That's like, you know, I, I think I've got, you know, gas in the car. You better know if you're going to take a long trip. I need you to be sure tonight, wherever you're at, wherever you are at, one, waiting on you, do that hand with emoji, emoji or say, it's me, whatever platform you're on. Become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure.
one. I want everybody to pray this with me. You can continue to respond. Let's go. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall, give me the grace to get back up again. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, I want you to text the word decision to 877-552-4746. All right. Again, guys, I do the previews for you to share. It's not just for you to be blessed. It's so you can get excited about the word and share. Um, just like I went to see some movie the other day. Uh, or what was it? Nope. I went to see Nope. I went to see Nope. They have a preview. I like scary movies. That's me. Uh, or, you know, what they call scary movies. And I saw a preview for Halloween. Now, I know some people ain't into that. That's cool. I am. Um, and I was so excited. I was like, <gasps> you know, I was like so excited because I was like, oh, man, they're going to finish this trilogy of this latest installment. Um, I say that to you. I got excited about it. I do these previews to get you excited about the word. So then you can go share. All right. So share it in your Instagram story. Click share on your Facebook and um, YouTube and all of that. Make sure you follow. All right. Love you guys. Have an amazing night. Shalom. Whatever you sow, remember, eight, but don't sow it for you. This seed is not for you. Sow it for your kid. Ooh, I just heard this. Sow it for your kid. Sow it for your children. The Bible says Job did this. Sow it for your children. Sow this for your spouse. Sow this for uh, someone you believe in, someone you love. Sew it. Whatever you sew, put an eight and sew it for them. All right. Hope you guys have an amazing night. Shalom. Somebody says it works. I'm always excited. Yes. I love it. Shalom to you. All right. Good evening, y'all. Shalom. Hey, Houston. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA Safe Pilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA Safe Pilot. Restrictions apply.